Continuing our Indiana Jones series examination tonight, we check out The Last Crusade. Along for the ride this week is Ken. Hey, what's up, guys? How is everybody? I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and this is episode 105 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. So we are jumping into action with a new person. It's been a couple weeks since we've had um, some new blood on the show. Um, Ken, who are you? How do we know you, man? It's kind of a deep question, isn't it? I mean, who am I? Who is anybody, really? We try to <laughs> wax philosophical around these parts. You know, I mean, we aren't just, you know, a podcast for like movies and TV. We want you to think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I, I know I met, uh, um, you guys through Laura's, uh, through, um, uh, Matt's, <laughs> Matt's sister, Laura, Matt's sister, Laura, sorry. And, uh, yeah, I used to work with her, not anymore, but, uh, she was a great lady. You know, I think you guys know her. Apparently she's been a guest on the podcast before. Couple of times. Yes. I'm very familiar with her antics. So then I was like, yeah, I was like, I know her from sister world, but I don't know her for work world. So like I asked you pre-shows, oh. how is she like in real life when she's not with me? But no. How are her performance evaluations? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently she's good peoples too. So that's mm-hmm. good. At least at least I didn't raise a shitty sister. Yeah. You, well, ra- you yeah, raised your job. sister. Hey man, as an older brother, you gotta do this. You gotta, you know, when they come to you in their time of need, and you have to beat up a bully, or you have to do these things in nature. I mean, I never had to do that, but I'm assuming that's what older brothers do. I wonder. I don't know. I mean, my little brothers, I just remember basically ignoring them the entire time I was growing up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the weird thing about siblings. Like, I remember we was like good and close when we was kids. But then once we got to adults to where, like, I went to college and everything else like that, we was had, like, not a strange is not the right word, but it was just like, I was off doing things, she was off doing things. I joined the Navy, went to Japan, and it's kind of like, we weren't really close until I got back, and then we started hanging out. And I was like, hmm, my, I do like hanging out with my sister. <laughs> no, actually, I feel the same way. Like, I got much closer to my siblings once I got older. Especially once my other brother had his kids, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but kid, at that kids point, you're not, really, yeah, you're not really there for your brother anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Calling him up like, he's like, oh, what's up, bro? Let, let, let me talk to them kids. <laughs> all, all, all the time. They said, like, whenever family, like, I'm overseas in the military, putting my life on the line every day in and out. But when people call me, they ask about my son. And I'm like, he... He I he's safe. What about me? <laughs> but no, once you have kids, that's that's the main focus. Yeah. You have kids, Ken? Uh no, I do not. Which well, is, you, you know, be which is why I have time to be on this you. podcast, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. So um you um literally just got back home. Where did you come from? Uh, I went to see uh, Evil Dead Rise, which I got, guys, I got to tell you, that was a great movie. So I definitely recommend seeing it to everyone out there who's watching or listening. 
before you kind of touch on any of that so like uh pre-show you were saying you haven't been to the movie theater since pre-pandemic literally i'm pretty sure the last movie that i saw like at the theaters was i think it was endgame so well, i have not was, been to a movie what, since endgame. summer like, summer of 19 yeah 2019 i don't remember the particular time period but it was definitely 2019 yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay wow it's been a minute sir um what there you go to uh, I went to uh, the one off uh, Fifth Street, the good one with the reclining seats. You know, you oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the AMC uh, over there. Yeah. So you play you play tribute to our blood queen, um, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Um, sound I can feel. Oh yeah, Heart, she's heart, there. Heartbreak feels good <laughs> in a place <laughs> like yeah, this. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, she said that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah I, you know, and I yeah. remember thinking, why is Nicole Kidman doing this? Was like she low on money or something? I mean. <laughs> You've just not seen her for a while in a I mean, movie, I guess. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I hate that, but I just paid for AMC A list. Uh, that's where you can see three movies a week and you pay $20 a month. And so, like, I have to, like, you know, I, I'm basically giving my offerings to the Nicole Kidman every month. So, you know. Oh, is it like Movie Pass? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> Why would, would so you be legitimate? longer than like you know six yeah. months before it implodes all right, right. so movie pass was that hotness in 2019 yeah but um like around the time um that it was a, a mission impossible movie came out and like everybody that had movie pass was going to go see it and they had a blackout that weekend <laughs> that it came out so that they wouldn't lose all that money on it oh Oh, that's janky. <laughs> and so, like, it it didn't last the year. Yeah, they still like yeah. it. At first, you could see them, like I think it was like a movie a day or something, and yeah. then yeah. it went less and then less, and then only on certain weekends, and then only certain movies, and right. And then you it was do gone. know it's back. You know it's back, right? Movie Pass. Yes, I did not friend, know it was back. Friend of the show, Sativa, and her husband have it. And it's like uh, it's sort of like AMC thing where you can see X amount of movies a week, and mm-hmm. it's like certain movies like so it's like let's say the subscription is you have like a hundred points right, and like an Evil Dead may be worth like twenty five points, but an Ant Man Quantum Mania would be worth like fifty points. So it's it's a it's a weird made up system that they have, and I'm like, why did you give those people your money? But okay. <laughs> so when you show up, you just show them like your AMC pass, and they're like, he's good to go to get a ticket, or how does that work? So you can do it all through the app, and so when you it's got a it's got a okay. So when you're going through the app, you know you're logged in, and so um, when you check out, it says, hey, do you want to use your uh, AMC A list, or do you want to pay for this? And if you check AMC A-list, it'll just push you through to the checkout screen and it'll just be zeros. Uh, okay, okay. But oh, it has a really cool feature where, um, so I, I'm AMC A-list and also friend of the show, Rachel, she is as well. And so we are friends in the app. So like, let's say I'm like, oh, actually this happened because one of the things I'm going to talk about. I'm like, hey, hey, I want to go see this movie. Do you want to go with me? And she's like, yeah. So I'll go in. I'll pick two seats. And then I get the thing that pops up that says, do you want to do AMC A-list? Yes. Do you want to, um, are you going with a friend? Yes. And then like, since we're friends in the app, I can select Rachel 
and then it'll check it out for both of us. Oh, wow. That's oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty neat. And then it's like, I'm not sure, like, you know, like if you pay buy tickets online for like more than one ticket and like you need to go up there together because it's like one QR code. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happened so with me like, tonight. So. so with that, it's like, technically she bought it on her account. I just facilitated it. So I only get a, Q, a QR code for my ticket and she gets a QR code for her ticket. So we met at the theater, you know, like yeah, I okay. was already that's in good. the room and, you know. Mm, so speaking of bought it, those people I went with still owe me for my ticket. Yeah, and then you don't have to deal with me You don't have to deal with that mess some, either. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so um, you said it was really good. Any tidbits you want to yeah. share about the movie? Like, um, you know, non-spoilers, of course. No, I mean, okay, so the thing with Evil Dead, you know, if you're a fan of any of the Evil Dead movies, is just knowing that it's all about, like, extreme crazy kills, like, you know, lots and lots of gore, and that's basically what this movie had, which is what I liked about it. Uh, and plus, like, I really liked the way the movie focused on, you know, like, it being a mother, like, you know, kind of being the one who was going after her kids. Hope that's not too much of a spoiler, but, you know. It was in the trailers. It was in the trailers. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just uh, before we keep going, just to give a little synopsis of the movie, it says uh, a reunion, a reunion between two estranged sisters gets cut short by the rise of the flesh possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of the family imaginable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that basically describes the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, have you seen any movies in the series? I have not. So the uh, so I've seen the very first one I saw was um, the remake that came out ten years ago, and as a whole, I, I I thought it was fine, but I really liked the conceit, and it was like a group of friends they take their one friend to a cabin in the woods because she's addicted to drugs and they're trying to give her an intervention, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like the idea of like there's a reason that you are in this secluded area and that it makes sense for you to not just leave. But I thought that it would have been kind of cool if they would have played up the, the um, like the horror stuff and the weird stuff happening from her perspective of like, am I going through detox or is this actually happening? And I wish they would have played more with that. So like, I would like to see a horror movie that really plays with those elements. So like, is this just my fever dream or is this happening? But um, after that, I tried to watch the very first one and I couldn't get into it. Uh, it's, you know, it's it was a great movie first time, but obviously it was came out in what, like 1981 or something like. So, yeah. I mean, you know, everything that that movie made famous, like in terms of the things that happened in it, I'm sure have been redone over and over and over. So, right. Which doesn't make it better. Oh, yeah. And and the thing with those original ones, especially, is they weren't just pure horror movies. I mean, there was a lot of comedy involved in those things as well. So, like, you but know, they that were wasn't really an element into the second one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it depends on what you. I mean, I, I think. Oh, wait a any minute. Amount okay. of, I, I'm, like, re- I'm remembering something with a woman in a tree. I uh, That was the first one. Yeah. And that also happened in the remake like yeah uh, yeah. when she gets captured by that tree yeah that's a messed up scene so yes Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm just reading up on it so they're the evil dead in 81 evil dead in 82 evil dead 2 in 87 army of the darkness in 92 
Evil mm-hmm. Dead in 2013. That's the best one. Army of Darkness. Okay, and then now the sure. Evil Dead Rise of 2023. Mm-hmm. There was also a TV show. Yeah, oh yeah, Ash versus Evil Dead. On for three years, I liked it. I was not happy when it Had Lucy Lawless, Xena. What's up? Had Xena in it. Yeah, it did, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was good in it. I mean, I was never a big fan of Xena, but... I mean, like Hercules, that's fair, but we weren't really right, watching Bishop, Xena. Bishop, Bishop, come on. Sorry, oh, no, wait. He's I used to... Right Making lots of noise by chewing on his favorite toy. <laughs> Your oh, okay. uh, computer charger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to, uh, I used to grow up like we used to grow up always watching Xena. My mother used to always watch Xena, so we Hercules was Xena. Yeah. I don't care for Hercules now. I mean, you know I, mean I mean, now I like, we, right. we'll have to talk right. about that. But right, but no, I'm but saying like yeah, it. Xena. Yeah. Like yeah, we used to always watch Xena as a kid with my mother. I mean, it makes sense that she was on the show because her and Bruce Campbell are friends because they were, you know, he was on those shows too. Was he? Like, I mean, I never, I never watched them all that closely. So, yeah, because it's like, me. that's, well, obviously Sam Raimi did the Evil Dead stuff yeah. and Sam Raimi was an executive producer on Hercules and Xena. So, you know, he likes to bring his people in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Bruce Campbell got to come through for that. And then that's how he met Lucy Lawless and their friends and stuff. Okay. Um, so, how was like the soundtrack and the score to Evil Dead? Uh, you know, for a horror film, it was pretty. It was pretty good. You know, actually, okay. that's a good point that you bring that up. Uh, I think soundtracks and scores are very important parts of the movie. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if you take a you know a good movie, a great soundtrack can make that movie great. Versus like a movie that could be great, if you put a bad soundtrack in front of it, I think it's just not as good i mean like what movies be without music like especially at the important parts of the movie like think about it like you know when they have like sad scenes you hear sad music Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't be the same without it you know yeah because the first thing the first things that came to mind when i saw that was um i thought about halloween Mm-hmm. and that, oh, that great soundtrack that, that eerie right, keyboard right yeah. the eerie sound mm-hmm. i thought about jaws and their um thing bum, 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 bum. right <laughs> um so yeah i totally agree like titanic and all the music and everything is if you don't like you can have a great a good movie but if mm-hmm. the score and the music is hidden <clears throat> then it will just make it a great movie with the mm-hmm. with that with it so i totally agree with that so and, and, I, you know, I go on. No, you were fin. Go on. Uh, so I remember a show. Uh, I like I watched the the pilot of something that was on CBS, and it was about like um, people that work for the CIA in DC, and it was really interesting. But what was turning me off on the show was the score, because the score made the show feel lighter than what mm-hmm. was actually filmed. And so, mm-hmm. like, my thing was, like, maybe this was filmed for another network, but CBS picked it up. I, obviously, it got canceled in the first season because, like, they wanted to lighten the tone. But, like, I was like, I don't want to watch this because, like, this is some serious stuff, but the show, but somebody doesn't want this to be a serious show. Mm-hmm. Probably so, the producers. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I get that. Like, it does, but score is online how the producers ruined the show so <laughs> <laughs> hey they're getting net notes from the network okay yeah <laughs> i mean the lights on 
I mean, sometimes don't get me wrong. Like sometimes the absence of music can definitely make a scene very mm. good as well. Like, you know, especially when they cut it out, like, and it's all just silence and nothing behind it. But uh-huh. I mean, think, think of all the great soundtracks, like, or the great movies, like for example, like Star Wars or Indiana Jones, which we'll be talking about later. Like those movies all have memorable soundtracks. Like you can just, you know, everyone knows it's instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. And I just think like without that, the movie wouldn't be the same, you know, regardless of what movie we're talking about, especially like Darth Vader, for example, like when he's, you know, the Imperial March, what would Star Wars be without the Imperial March? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be right, the same. Right. I agree. Uh, I, I totally agree. <laughs> Um, so horror movies that scared you as a kid that aren't scary at all. Um, so I, the first thing that came to mind when I read that was, um, this isn't a horror movie, but this really freaked me out when I was a kid. And it's the opening to Care Bears 2. It freaked (laughs) me the hell out when I was a little kid. Uh, explain yeah. explain the opening because I don't I don't remember I just remember like there were like it's like something was happening in the clouds and like maybe it was like like we were following the bad guy at the beginning and it just freaked me out. Uh I don't remember how old I was when I saw the opening of that movie. Mm-hmm. But like I'm sure it's fine now. But you know. I don't even so think I've can, ever seen here first too. Ken, what what made you put that on the outline to talk about this? I mean, honestly, I was just trying to think of something to talk about. And then, you know, <laughs> when we were doing no, I mean, honestly, when we were doing the outline, I was trying to think of something to talk about. And I got into this argument with my friend about this movie, People Under the Stairs. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's from like 1991. Yeah, um, Wes uh, Craven. Yeah, it's um, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a little child. But I got to tell you, I watched it for the first time like two months ago for the first time since I was like seven. And I was just like, this is the dumbest you know, worst. <laughs> if you guys watch it now, you understand what I mean. It's a really god awful, <laughs> terrible movie. Mm-hmm. But we were also the other day speaking of movies that scare you when you were a kid. Um, God, that scare you now. Willy Wonka. What is up with that scene yeah. in the middle of Willy Wonka? Like uh, when they're going through river On the boat. and all that yes. weird, scary yes. shit just comes out of nowhere. Yes. Like, yes, yes. I, mean, I mean, come on. Mm. Who thought of that? Right. You know right um Um, a sick person yeah so the the first thing that came to mind was something that's scary now as a kid that's not uh thriller michael jackson's thriller video scary Mm. Mm. yes so like watching it now yes it's kind of cheesy and everything but as a kid and especially the laugh at the end when he's like and everything else like that i was like that scared me as a kid um, I use that gif so often. Of him smiling? Yeah. Of him turning back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, as a thing that scared me, that's not really scary, uh, I wasn't a kid, but another thing I thought of was uh, Final Destination. Uh, just, do do not say that damn walk scene. I just watched well, like no. three of those movies in the last three days, Final Destination. Like, I just had them why, on in the back room. I've been doing all this shit. I don't know. Why? Like, they popped up on Plex, like, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen these movies in forever, so I put them on. See, but I, I don't like it's scary in the sense of like it's scary, but it's not really scary. It's more like what I I perceive it as rules of the world now for me. Yeah. It's like now I know 
Do not drive behind logs. I know. Do not chase pigeons in the in the courtyards or things like that. Which uh, one was that? I don't remember which one is like the little kid chases pigeons and then like uh, they're like in like a Second downtown. One, Final Destination Two. Yeah, like, they're like in like a Chicago the, get away from thing. the pigeons and then yeah, and then yeah. plate glass falls and everything else like that. So it's like I know based off these movies what I shouldn't be doing. So that's what I those are the rules I go by now in life. Life advice for movies is the way to go, you know? Like I feel <laughs> right. like I've learned a lot from movies that I've wouldn't yeah. know without them. Yeah. Right. I mean, if a zombie apocalypse happens, I know what to do. Thanks to movies. Exactly. <laughs> right. I was like, I need my bunker though. But once I have my bunker and stuff, I'll be good to go. But till then, I need to get that bunker. <laughs> and the other other movie I put on there was I wasn't a kid though, but another one that was scary was a final destination. I mean not final destination, paranormal activity. I was like yeah. that was that was yeah. the Never first one it. was 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 uh really scary. Um like I remember I was in Virginia when I watched it and the wife doesn't like scary movies and once we got done um we went outside to smoke before we went to sleep and she wanted me to hold her hand while we went out there to go to the backyard and stuff and like she was just so freaked out about it. It was scary but it was like those are the ones I remember, like watching something that was very scary. I don't remember uh, other one I thought was maybe one might be um what's that cam footage one um uh, uh, Blair, Blair Witch Project yes but like I don't remember part of me wants to remember that it's scary but like I haven't seen it in so long to be like yes I was scared of it I don't remember if I seen it and it was scary or if I just heard it was scary I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people felt like it was scary because, like, that was one the probably the first mainstream found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the whole thing was like, "This actually happened, guys. These people died." When I first saw it, I didn't know. Like, the marketing campaign was very deceptive that way. Like, they made it seem like this actually happened, you know. And then when you saw it, you're like. You're kind of like, I mean, yeah, that was scary, but I just can't see that actually happening. But leading up right. to the movie, I mean, you didn't know this is pre-internet, you know, so well, not pre-internet, right. but right. early internet. So, mm-hmm. right. Which, man, speaking of things that scared you as a kid, not having internet, I don't know. I survived without <laughs> it. We, I mean, we didn't, we didn't know what we were missing. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> I remember like buying guides to video games. Yeah. Oh, God. God. yeah. That was the only way to do it. There was a Nintendo had a service you would call in, like a yeah. 900 yeah. number, and they would give but you. But it's like so much money a minute or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also remember getting those. What was it like Nintendo Power magazines and yep. stuff like mm-hmm. that? Right. To figure, ah, oh, this game coming out, or they like sometimes they would show you like the hints for previous games. Be like, oh, this is how you get through this level. Yeah. <laughs> Good old times. We old now. Yeah, we're old, but we live in a slightly better time. All, we have so much information in our fingertips, and we don't access it. Right. I, I I use the internet for like. Well, speaking of video games, like whenever it's like a time to you playing a game and you need to get like all the trophies or something like that or all the collectibles. It's not like I'm about to just play this game one time, do what I best, and come back. No, I'm about to. Oh, there's collectibles. Let me read where these collectibles at to start with because I'm not trying to go back and do this again. You are here 100% games on the first go. Hey, man. I play, once I get done I'm with this the game, I'm not question. playing it. 
So I, you I saying, try, I try to, yes, I try to. I okay. think he's right. That's the way to go. Like, if you're going to buy a game, you might as well complete it as much as you can, you know? Get as much money it as you depends. can. Out of it. it depends. Because sometimes you play something and it's trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, Obviously, what's, the last game, what's the last game you played, Matt? Strays. Cyberpunk. Strays or Lester? Oh, yeah, no, Cyberpunk. Cyber- yeah. yeah, Cyberpunk, yes. Yeah. And then also, I, I, I looked up Cyberpunk and see what kind of stuff I had to do beforehand. I watched YouTube videos. What's um Because you could pick your three beginning things or whatever. I looked up to see which one was the best one. I could have just picked one and rolled with it. No, because most likely you're going to play this game all the way through one time. So I mean, it, I wanna... it is a pretty big RPG, though, and to be fair. Oh, yeah, that's right. huge. Right. So I'm like, well, let me make sure I do my research to figure out which is the best one to give me the best opportunity for the way I play. So, right, I, I got to look it up. Right. Yeah, if, you, if, if you're going to invest the time, you might as well make sure you're making the right choices. Because, like, once you're, like, you know, five or ten hours past the point, you know, where you were at, you can't go back unless you want to sacrifice five or ten hours of your life. Right, you're like, ah, I should have chose this other one, right? Yeah, um, you know, we got this new Harry Potter series coming up, um, Harry Potter TV show. Um, the intent is to make each book, there's seven books in the series, a season of television. We're gonna have Mm -hmm. a new cast, there's so there's gonna be seven years of Harry Potter on our on um, the streaming service Max, not HBO Max, Max, the place where you get HBO. So, uh, so Ken, what are your thoughts on this whole hullabaloo? Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a big fan of Harry Potter. Um, you know, I grew up reading those books, obviously, but yeah. they already made, you know, eight movies from seven books. That's what ten hours of runtime, like at least. You know, I mean, probably a lot. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. Wait, hold on. Eight movies. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's probably like 16 hours. So do we really need a one season show or a two season show or a three season show or any season show? for well, that? They, they want I know. seven they seasons. Want to come so... Seven, I know. And <laughs> we already saw actors growing up playing Harry Potter and playing Hermione and playing Ron. Everybody knows those characters. Like, I think it's going to be hard to separate those actors. There's, I mean, who's going to want to take those roles? And be in that. Oh, movie it's anyway. gonna. It's plenty of uh, young. Yeah, TV show, oh, so I'm sorry. It's plenty of parents that uh, want to live through their children that will make them audition. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But um, I don't know. I mean, I probably watch it just because I'm a Harry Potter fan. But you know, I don't know. And plus, I mean, all the issues with. I mean, I guess we're mm-hmm. not going to discuss that. But you know, all the issues with J.K. Rowling and. You know, she's involved in the show. And do you want to support, you know, I mean, she's going to get money from it. Anyway, I'll stop talking about that. No, no, so. it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Matt, Matt. Why? <laughs> Who asked for this? That's like when I heard about this, I was like, I mean, why? The answer to every question is comes down to money. But then, but it's kind of like. Ex- to an extent. But I just don't, I don't, I don't see the. I don't see the need or the, the, like, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. I've seen some of the movies. I've, I've listened to all the mm-hmm. books. But I, I don't feel like, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like this is what they were saying. Like, the fan, like, you know what we need? 
we need a TV show. Maybe they were saying they will like a further explanation of certain characters or certain situations, some backstories maybe, but I'm like mm-hmm. to redo the whole thing is I don't see the need for this. So a couple of things. So I'm not sure if you guys are keeping up on it. And I'm not super familiar with the series, but like I know the books are beloved. Disney is working on a Percy Jackson and the Olympians TV show. And right now people are looking at it as the non-problematic Harry Potter. Like they tried to do a couple of movies. They couldn't get them off the ground for a while. And so like this move, this, this show is supposed to be the clean slate and people are feeling very positive about this. And like, if you're Warner Brothers, how 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 do you compete, right? You bring back Harry Potter. Now, obviously, you know, just lightly touching on the J.K. Rowling of it all, they would love it if they could do a ninth movie, right? They would love it, but they can't get the people to come back because, con, you know, by contract, J.K. Rowling has to be involved. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. if you can't get the people to come back, what are you going to do? Like clearly, Fantastic Beasts didn't work. No, don't I mean, get me started on those. To movies. be fair, that had a that had a lot of issues in itself, like yeah. with cast and stuff like that. And it's and stretching like things out. I personally wouldn't mind like if they just did like here's before Harry Potter went to school, you're following his parents, or here's like it's twenty third, it's twenty twenty three, and you're at Hogwarts now, and like there's mentions of Harry Potter. But like you don't really see them and stuff like that. Like that would be cool. But like to go all in and reboot the movies, I don't think is a good bet. Because to be frank, they got lucky that they got to do all eight movies. They got lucky that those kids grew up to be photogenic, you know, because like not a lot of child actors grow up to be attractive. They got lucky that those kids want to keep doing it, right? And so for you, especially with the climate now, you're saying that you're going to do seven seasons of a show. There's no full commitment. Shows get canceled like a week after they drop in this this current climate. I don't think that this is a good idea for what they have proposed. But also you're, you're trying to combine a whole book slash a whole movie into well, no, what I don't think they're going to touch the movies because as you know they no. cut a lot of stuff from the books so each 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 book will be one season of TV which would be a better overall story than what they did with the movies so how many episodes are we talking do you think probably oh, 10. I mean 10 yeah nope. everything tends to all the rage right now and you and say this is going to be on max yeah but so I mean of course yeah you also need to remember that the books grew up with the kids. So the first few books also are correct. Going to be kid. So the first few books are going to be basically you're watching a kid show. I don't yeah. know what live action kid shows are out now, but obviously it's mm-hmm. not going to be like something corny like on Disney Channel, obviously. But it's like, I don't want to watch some 10-year-old house fucking adventures. Call me mm-hmm. when he's over here fighting Death Eaters in season right, five. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so I guess got that so the, problem so the, too. So, so with this one, it's not a nostalgic thing because, uh, sure, you have like the Harry Potter fans will watch it because it's Harry Potter, but then, like, going off what you just said, then that one to keep your attention. So, then the target audience will be newcomers, yes, yes, 
because like I saw something where it's like this is to get back on her for a second she's this is basically her way of rewriting the narrative right because it's 2023 you can't have the same kind of cast the cast is going to be more inclusive right yeah Uh and so therefore it will neutralize to an extent the things that she's been saying even though we all know what she believes Uh and like i'm not sure if you're familiar with it but you know there's a stage play of harry potter it's um essentially yeah, it's essentially yeah. the eighth book. Mm-hmm. And in it, they made Hermione black. And so there's talk about... I, see, I haven't seen the play. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And so there's talk like, are they going to go that route? But then like that also retroactively messes some things up. Because if you remember, there's a whole storyline in, I believe, the fourth book where uh, Hermione's like, house elves are basically slavery this is not right. right and everybody's like stop being stupid Hermione all right this is just the way things are how would that play if you had a if you had white characters telling a black person this right right so it's like how progressive are you is this really gonna be but it has to be in the current climate so like this mm-hmm. is her way of rewriting the narrative for the next generation well and I I feel like if they like are blatant about what they put in there like it's going to be obvious that they're pandering, you know, but like she's, it's going to she's look not like a fucking, pandering. she's not, a, she's, she's not a subtle writer though. Yeah. And that's the, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I just, I just feel like if, if they're, you know, if they're going to do a TV show and, and obviously they're going to have to deal with these issues that I don't, this can't be blatant about it. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I I get what you're saying, but she's yeah. not a subtle writer, and yeah, like to change true. the text to and like to a certain degree, mm. it's no longer the original text. So I'm not yeah. really sure how they're gonna handle this current can of worms. And it's like mm. I don't know if this is worth the trouble. Do you know how much? Well, this I don't. I don't want them to make the show. Time. Yeah, I know it's not right. worth the trouble. You know what I mean? Right. Like I mean, because especially did. I mean, do we do we want her, you know, reputation to be salvaged? You know, I guess. Does that no, make I sense? agree. I, I agree. <laughs> I just and also it's like this is this is gonna cost close to Game of Thrones. Just like if you think about the overall cost, mm-hmm. and it's like, is this what you want to put all that money into? I'm sorry, um, House of the Dragon, but yeah, yeah. Hey man, I mean. The house of, how's the House of the Dragons doing? I haven't. I don't be hearing people talk about that no more. Is that over? Just like just because it's not season. on. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's coming back for a season two. It's just nobody's okay. talking about it because it's not on TV right now. Okay, I, you know, but like the so, the I, rating the ratings did did good. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like everyone Big liked good. it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be with you know going back to House of the Dragon. Like I think that's going to be a lot better than game, the way Game of Thrones ended because with House of the Dragon. Like, there's a finished story, you know. George R. R. Martin Martin has written everything already, so no, he has not. No, he fuck has up the not. story like they did with the Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, okay, yeah, I see it, what you're saying. I see. Yeah, what you're like he's written all the story <laughs> of this of this story, you know, of um, right. House of the Dragon, like all the main okay. events. Like you know, I've read Fire and Blood, so like I know basically everything that's going to happen with House of Dragons, but that's okay. Uh, but with Game of Thrones, you know, especially after like season six when they got off, when they stopped you know when they went past when they the didn't have source material off the goddamn yeah. rails yeah exactly 
I mean, personally, I don't know if George R. R. Martin is ever going to finish the main series. I don't he think can't, we're, he we're, can't, we're, he yeah, can't. I, honestly, he can't. Mm-hmm. He can't because like, because like people will compare it to the show. He can't yeah. do it now. And especially if he doesn't but, change the ending, you know, but I think it exactly. Been cool so. because I think reading, I wish I would have waited to read the books, you know, to finish if they ever do come out, because reading that ending, I think would have been cool. Like seeing seeing like what happened. I don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones or wants to watch it one day. But reading, mm-hmm. you know, from particularly Danny's point of view, like, you know, how that happened in her mind, I think it would have been a lot more interesting than the way we saw it with her basically just having one, you know, pissed off look, basically. And then, you know, what happened afterwards. I'm trying to not talk about it to ruin. No, no, I, I, I get you. It. I get you. But yeah. So I'll stop talking about that now because eventually I'm going to do spoilers because <laughs> that's that's what I do. I do spoilers. Ask all my friends. Like if I keep talking about a show long enough, I will ruin it for someone who hasn't seen it. Nah, spoil that. Uh, <laughs> that, that. That show been out for a while. If you haven't watched it now, yeah. hey, man, it's, it's on you now. Yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt, what is the beauty inside? Oh, the beauty inside. Okay, uh, the beauty inside is a Netflix show, a Korean drama, where you know when you load up Netflix, they show like you hover over something, they show a little clip, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a basically about a guy who wakes up every time he goes to sleep, he wakes up as a different person. Interesting concept. What what was this movie Me- called again? The beauty inside. Um, beauty inside. He, Male, because he's Korean, male, female, old, children, foreigners, black, like he wakes up as a different person every day. But the memory, he's like, he still have his mind. He's just a physically voice, a different person. Okay. So this was interesting. So I was like, let me see where this goes. So I watched this and this is a good TV show. Um, it's one season. Actually, this is old too. This TV came out. Two- I thought you said it was a movie. Yeah. So this came out in 2018. Um, but basically, um, this guy works at home. He's a furniture maker. Um, his one of his high school friends knows the truth, but then, you know, he can never have a relationship. So like he'll wake up and like, he might be like an 80 year old man. Right. And then the next day he wakes up, he's like this handsome 25-year-old. So uh, he will go like the rest of the day as this 25-year-old. And it's funny because he goes out to a bar with his friends, a club, meets a girl. They go back to his place or go back to her place. They have sex. He goes to sleep. He wake up. And now he's this 40-year-old woman. So then he has to sneak out. This is Quantum Leap. I don't know. I've never seen Quantum Leap. You've never seen Quantum Leap? Oh man, you're mm. missing out. Well, uh, what I, is I don't Quantum Leap? The original '90s version. That's the way to go. That's a great. It's TV basically show. this: like, like a dude, yeah. he jumps from um, person to person, and but he has to like solve something in that person's life. That's each episode. Oh, writing. We'll see. Uh, writing. Go on. I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. No, no, no you're, you're good. good. You're, you're good. good. So, you're good. No, explain, explain it, because I've never seen it. He's writing what? I was just going to quote something from the show. No one who hadn't seen Quantum Leap wouldn't have got it anyway. So I will let you continue. I apologize. No, I mean, oh, that's, no, you're that's, good. that's the gist of it. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. get into it. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's basically it. Like, there's no, like, he has to solve anything or does he have, so he, he never jumps to his own body. He no longer has a body. 
they never actually show his own his original body but then throughout the show like it goes back to show that it started when he was 18 on his 18th birthday um that's when it started happening uh and now he's like 28 29 now but they never really show what his, his born face was but the thing is you know as this happens he can't you know be in a relationship or whatever but then he meets this girl that he really wants to um uh, like no and everything like she works at like a furniture store he his different people he's been there multiple times but as different people because he wakes up as different people but then like he he's a handsome guy now so he meets her and then he hangs out with her and then he hangs out with her again but the thing is if he goes to sleep he changes so he stays up and they try to stay at this handsome person but then eventually he after two days, he falls asleep on a train. He wakes up with this old, ugly man or whatever. So he didn't want to meet her. So, but then he, um, next day he works up as a girl and he tries to tell her, hey, what's going on? She freaks out and she leaves, but then she comes back and then she's staying with him. So every morning he wakes up, he FaceTimes her to let her know what who he is today. And it's like a love thing to where she has to grip or she has to deal with she loves the person inside but she can't get with every day not knowing physically who this person is and so walking down the street she won't know if he's dead or alive or who he is unless he tells her but i thought it was a good premise i think that um can do we can tweak the story a little bit too it wouldn't be so they call it a rom-com but there was really no comedy in this it was more like a romantic tv show but i like the premise of this because it felt more it dealt good with how are these characters interacting with the situation how is she dealing with this and everything because she had anxiety about she wants to continue to love him and everything but she's got a force to all right he's just this person this day he wakes up, it's this other person, but she has to pretend like, all right, she will not pretend, but force herself to try to find that love inside versus the out, yeah. outer thing. And there was one funny part is he wakes up as a kid. He wakes up like as a 10-year-old. <laughs> and he gets FaceTime on her and stuff. <laughs> right. So they go to a restaurant and stuff, and then he gets drunk and things like that as a 10-year-old. But no, it's a good show. It's a good show. I, I recommend this on, I don't know if it's on US Netflix, but it's on Japanese Netflix. Um, so we all checked out on Netflix, um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. So this is your topic, Matt. So God damn it, sorry. Um, this is your topic, Matt. So why don't you lead the charge? Um, so basically it is about um some of the two of the original power rangers from the mighty morphin series um and it's years in the past they're grown and things happen um so i was not familiar with all of these other versions of the power rangers so the course you don't know aisha wait so i know of uh, of course, Billy the Blue Ranger, Zach the Black Ranger. I know this. So then, of course, I know Rocky, right? Was well, 
Rocky was the, the Red Ranger. Red the, well, yeah, one of the new Red Rangers. Who, he was um, the second Red Ranger. Yeah, the yeah. second Red Ranger. I did not know the woman who was the second Pink Ranger. I didn't know. I was not familiar with her at all. I didn't recognize her at all you either. Didn't, you didn't remember Cat? She's she's from no. Australia. But I'm saying, no. like, I only watched I only watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Anything else after that, I did not watch. So if it wasn't the Kimberleys, the the, the like that, I did not watch that. I had a huge crush on her when I was a kid. We but all the did. Thing is, Kimberly, the yeah, thing is, like, it, it, it was kind of like paint by number <laughs> stuff. So you had the nostalgia, plus you had the goofiness. <laughs> but the movie focuses on Trini. And Trini was the original Yellow Ranger who died. And her daughter. In real life. In yeah. real life, yeah. And her daughter is basically the focal point and things like that. But it was kind of like, not corny, but it was kind of like paint by number stuff for the original stuff. So I was kind of like, just like, eh, whatever. But when they leaned in on Trini dying, and then like at the end toward like when her daughter saw her face and everything, it's kind of like the it pulled on my emotional strings. And then at the end, when they talked about uh, Tommy or not uh, Jason, what's his real name? Um, Jason David Frank. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, that's where it was like, I got kind of emotional or whatever, because, you know, the green slash white range has always been the shit and always been the top person for me. So it was like, uh, like him thing, him dying. And like the, it was basically, this was like, you know, I told you when we did Black Panther, when I was like, this was a love message to Travis Bozeman. Mm -hmm. This movie is a love letter to Trini and a farewell to Trini. Yes, that's what I feel like this was. And then they added uh, Tommy at the end. So I, that's why I feel like this. This was like the farewell, I guess, the send off that Trini never got. That's what I felt right. like this was. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you. It was a, well, what was you guys' thoughts it. about it? I, I liked it a lot. I mean, well, okay, no, a lot is probably the wrong word to say. I don't think it's going to capture any new fans, but anyone who watched Power Rangers as a kid and remembers it, like, it's going to definitely latch on to the fact that it was just, I mean, it's basically, an, it looks like it was made in the 90s, you know, with maybe a little right. bit better <laughs> special effects. But other than that, right. you know, it's basically an extended episode of the Power Rangers that you haven't seen with, well, old people now, but we're all old now. So that's, I don't want to think know, that. Maybe it was kind of depressing. <laughs> I, you know what? Don't watch it. You know, forget everything. <laughs> this is going to remind you that you're old. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no, overall, I I I I thought it fell into it's so bad it's good, you know, category. If you know what I'm, if you mm -hmm. like those kind of movies, right? But right. Power Rangers so, is now. Right now, it is number nine on the top ten Netflix movies in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Wow. I also also would have liked uh, Rita, the actress who played Rita. I think she's passed away. No, 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 oh, she thought... did. That's what I'm saying. I, I I wish they would have included her at the end of the memorial. Oh, I see. I see. I didn't know she died. Uh, yeah. I didn't like this. Um, It was too cheesy for me, and it's like... You, you heartless son of a bitch. <laughs> the acting was trash. Like, when the scene where Billy and Zach are talking about you know how they're gonna break the news to trini's daughter i'm like that yeah i didn't have any other takes y'all could have used like 
when was the last time y'all acted? What is happening here? Like these line readings, we have to tell her, but she's a child. So what? So were we? Like, bro, bro, emote, emote, dang it. This is, see, see, I think you are expecting too much. Right. I mean, just like Ken said, it, this is basically an extended episode from the 90s thing to where, like, I totally agree with you about how yeah, I mean, how the acting was. And also, you can tell, like, when they was doing the fighting scenes in the suits, how they weren't the original people and everything. Like, like <laughs> I suspended my disbelief because I tried to transport myself back to as a kid watching this right. and everything else like that. But, yeah, the acting wasn't good. And it's be frank with you. This is shit, actually. Yeah, in a sense yeah, of you cannot make a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with side characters. We get it. Tommy is not there. We And then Kimberly, first she said it was about money. Then she said it wasn't about money, whatever. But I'm like, you can't. It's it's Who gives a shit about ho- Billy? Right. Yeah. It's like you, you can't make a movie about side characters without the main characters. So, right. and then they uh, didn't, and then they took so long to bring in Cat and um, was it Rocky? Who's who else they bring in? Yeah, it the, was, the, it was the, the Black uh, Rocky, uh, who magically yeah. got skinny when he was in his power. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I right, noticed right, that. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Noticed that. So, and, and then Aisha, and then Aisha and Adam, they had two scenes. It's like yeah. I thought that we were gonna come together and do something. And it's That's like what I thought. You, you, I thought you're right. You were keeping everybody separate. Right. I thought that they were going to, we was going to bring in these other, we'll say Power Range universe, uh, like Marvel type of thing. We're about to bring them from different gen, uh series yeah. to fight this thing yeah. to where it was kind of like, all right, we're just having some cameos here, but really, this is the Billy and Zach show. Right. So it it's amazing how Zach looks exactly the same now as he did back then. Right. But he could he could Freaking. act back then. God, he was, on, he was on the shield. Yeah. He was on the shield? Oh, really? Really? He was. He, oh, that he was had a, a big show. arc in the first season. In the first season, I don't he had remember a big that. Arc. Yeah. But so I I believe for what they were trying to do, I get it. And I know the the limitations they had with what they were doing but i feel like i mean there's been plenty of power rangers things or whatever i just mm. feel like instead of just limiting to mighty Morphin power rangers they still could have done the same thing but used a you know they had the samurai ones they had the space ones or whatever like that you could have brought more <laughs> but that's characters the thing though in. like this was more for us and it's like at a certain point, we all dropped off, right? Like, I, was, I said, this, I know I dropped off when they went to space. When Do you guys remember when you guys dropped off Power Rangers? I, you know, honestly, one of, like, my clearest memories as a child is calling up a friend of mine and, you know, just being like, can you believe who the White Ranger is, you know? And that's really the last thing I remember about. That's one of the few things. But it I was Tommy from watching. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From watching Power Rangers. So no, I don't remember how far I watched it. I know. I, I want to say a little bit. I know that. Like I remember still watching Power Rangers when the movie came out. But see, and that's what okay. I was going to say. I was like, I remember watching it at the Power Ranger. That's when Aisha was there and things like that. So I want to say a little bit after the movie when that came out. But like 
anything after that, I don't really remember. So I I get it, but it was like you 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 decided to make this thing off limited resources. And those limited resources, i.e. the cast, it's like when you do nostalgia, it's more than just the brand. It's the characters involved. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know the reason why Tommy wasn't in it. Um, He he died, man. Yeah. But I no no. But did he die before the filming of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, I thought like he died like in the middle of it or whatever like that. Okay, so so okay, yes. So of course Tommy's not there, but I mean no. See, and that's another no no no. The people that showed up were the people that were available because Tommy passed away. Obviously, Trini passed away. Jason's going to jail. Yeah, I read that later. Um, Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's true. (laughs) So it's like. Yeah, it's not like they got most of them. Their only job is to go on the Power Rangers circuit and take mm-hmm. pictures for money. So it's like, I don't know how you have a scheduling conflict where you couldn't have <clears throat> Aisha and um, what's his face in the whole movie or why it took so long to get Cat and what's his face in the in the show. Because it's like, what were they doing otherwise? Right. And... So I 100% agree with you. It is more about it's more than just the brand. Right. So I think that's where it's lack it's lacklusting in there. Uh, yeah. But I, I I understand what they were trying to do and I get it. And like I said, like I get the, the pull on the heartstrings for Trini and Tommy, but it is just like it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Kimberly. Yeah. So yeah, give this girl her money. Give her her money. (laughs) Not like Netflix doesn't have it. So right. So I want to real quick, real quick. Um, talking about TV shows, real quick. Can we do a new Power Rangers, but not like space or any weird? Can we redo Mighty Morphin with a new cast in in twenty twenty three? Aren't they going to do that? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. I thought Net- I thought Netflix had intentions of doing a, a, a Power Rangers show. Well, I'm not familiar with this. If they are, they might. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I, to answer I think your question, to, yes. I think it's hard to do something like that though, because we're so addicted today to like serialized TV. You know, TVs with these oh. great long storylines, like The Last of Us, for example, or Game of Thrones, which we brought up earlier, but. Power Rangers, I mean, do you want to watch like a Power Rangers with an actual story to it? I don't think I'd be interested in that. And I don't well, think it'd be once good. once more, yes, can. Yes. Yeah. But I thought that what Matt was proposing was a kid show. But did you not see the new Power Rangers movie? Like the most recent one from Yeah, I didn't like it. 16, well, no, I, I wasn't when I when yeah, I, I was I talking like about the kid show, I was thinking of more like in arrow, flash, supergirl type of thing. Oh, no, uh, I don't want to watch that. Well, that's not because that's only superhero stuff I can think of, like TV show wise. No, I don't want to watch that. But you were thinking more of a kid show one for like kids again. That could yeah. work. Yeah. Now, like 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 we said in the Power Rangers review, I would have loved them to keep doing the movies. They just should have done two at once because that's not a movie that you release in the theaters. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, if they 
they got the source material, but I, I just like I just feel like maybe you know '90s me was dumb and I didn't couldn't appreciate <laughs> that. But the whole storyline of the Green Ranger kicking a ass and everything else like that, Rita and everything, and then it was like a two part episode of what was going to happen. No, 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 it was a five part episode. It was a five part episode. Okay, five. Like to me, that's just that was great entertainment to see what's going on, and then eventually turned to the White Ranger. I'm like, why? You could probably you could that could be easy done with with some kids these days. I still think that'd be good. I mean, I don't know. Fine. I mean, that's fine. I'd watch it, you know, just out of nostalgia. You know, I'd sit down and marathon it one day. I guess. I I don't know if I would marathon it, but I I might give it one episode. Now remember, I told you three episodes. Three episodes. You need to see if you want to watch them. Watch watch the show or not. I know. So, um, speaking of three episodes, know, so have you um, finished up on Jerry no, Duty? I don't want to talk about that yet. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that yet. You have a specific, you have a specific order how you want to approach this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, so I, I'm a Roku guy at heart, and so Roku, 100%. very similar um, format as the Apple TV, except like there's an ad on the left and right side of the screen. Um, and they yesterday I saw they had an ad for a Roku original show called Slip, and in it is about a woman who um she's married to a guy, and it's just like they're going through the motions, right? And she ends up having an affair, and when she wakes up the next morning, she's in an alternate universe where she's married to that man she had an affair with. And the so the show is like her slipping through alternate dimensions on these alternative lives. That's the premise. So I'm watching the first episode and it's pretty interesting. And she's having a conversation with her single friend and her single friend is like um, lamenting about like how great it is that she's married, that her, you know, that the main character is married and she's so jealous. And the married woman's lamenting about like, I hear you, but like, you don't understand like what marriage well what her marriage is and she would much rather be single and so i'm like okay this is kind of interesting and the thing that about roku is like it powers itself on ads so i'm watching the show and then i'm like okay i'm still deciding if i like this and then it goes to like a commercial break and like in the top left hand corner there's a timer countdown like two minutes so it means i would have to watch two minutes worth of ads and i just hit home and went back to the menu because it's like I will argue with you all day, every day, Matt, that the bench format of television is contributing to the erosion of television as we know it. But I will stand firmly that fuck at advertising. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. Isn't everybody? <laughs> so it's like, for it, you know, so I pay. Well, that's the thing. You're not paying for Roku. So I get it on that in that regard, but it's like I don't want to look at ads. So I did I'm not watching the show, at least right now. But um anyway, so let me talk about a show on a uh, on a streaming network powered by ads, um, uh, jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> so I I did finish season one and I absolutely love this show. It is so funny, it is so heartwarming. Just to remind you folks. Uh, is a show where think of the office or Abbott elementary. So it's like a mockumentary type show, but the thing is everybody's an actor except one person and they're a jury on a trial. And so they still had like the little storylines 
where it's like two of the characters like each other and blase blase but also one of the people thinks that they're on a real jury so like they're all acting around him and so like you know last couple episodes happened and a lot of funny stuff happened and then the very last episode like they did jury they 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 said the verdict and then the judge asked him to come over and he revealed that it was a show and so the last episode was them like breaking down how some stuff happened and like apparently the judge the prosecutor and the defense attorney they're all real lawyers so Mm. that was kind of cool and then authentic stuff in there yeah and then like they were talking about like times in which the uh, actors slipped and like called um, characters by their real names in front of the guy. And then like it felt very Truman show because there's an episode where they're having a little get together for one of the jurors because it's his birthday. And, you know, James Marsden has a fit and like he like destroys the cake. And like the producers were saying, like, there's two ways that this can go. Like if the main character is like blase about it, which is let it be but if he's genuinely upset that james morrison ruined the party we'll have james come back with a cake and apologize so like Uh like we we need to watch truman show because like i just like when they were like you know man behind the curtain wizard of ozing it i'm like yeah this this is truman show right here because like they have to uh, you know factor for so many variables because they have an unknown person and so like the, on one episode, well, this wasn't an episode, but they told him that there was a COVID scare. So because I told you they got all recused to a hotel. So he had to stay in his hotel room thinking that everybody was getting tested. But the entire cast was out because they had to rehearse because they were going to go to a new location. <laughs> and so like it's like it's it's re- it's a really interesting show and heartwarming. And it's like. At the end of the day, the guy that the guy is a good guy, you know, like he genuinely cares about people. And like they didn't realize he was actually going to care about the case. So they had to put more work into like the case to make it they, make sense. <laughs> right. That's like he was like looking at it and taking notes and, you know, really well, getting into it. He's a jurist doing his duty, you know? <laughs> right. Like, so like, so, you know, but most people don't give a shit about jury duty. I would love to be on a jury like I got, I mean, I got selected once to like, you know, to get not selected for a jury, but I got called for jury duty. I sat in a room for a day and obviously never got selected, but I think it'd be very interesting to be on a jury. I agree. I agree. I've never done it, but I agree. But um, my question was, so this is based off jury duty. Now, same concept and everything else like that. What's another scenario you think it will work good for this? what oh like what they did to him like no instead of jury duty put a person in a different situation what's another situation you think it will work well what is a situation like that with that much control though because it's like you can't put somebody in a hospital or like maybe a police station how do you even know they're gonna agree to be on a tv show like so so the thing is like so um he signed up to be on a documentary about jury duty. So he, you know, so he was doing like the camera confession stuff, but he thought it was just a documentary that was mm-hmm. following a real case. But oh, it was actually a okay. TV show. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, what then, you saw okay. What what network did you say this was on? I gotta watch this. This sounds interesting. It's, so it's on Freebie. 
which is owned uh, by IMDb. But, you know, there's other ways you can watch it without ads. Okay. So then well, I guess that's true you can anything. do this with anything. So can, couldn't you do this with a, uh, you brought up police or a firefighter. Can you do like somebody signing up to be a recruit for one of these things and then these actors stage stuff for them? God, imagine how pissed if you think you've got a job. And then at the end of it, they're like, sorry, this is just a TV show. You're not a real fire. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's that element, too, because like going into jury duty, you know that you aren't, you know. This isn't a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I, I figure if I would have thought about that question earlier, I could put a find out with a better answer. But yeah. Um, but OK. How many episodes uh, is it? It's eight episodes and they're like 20 ish minutes. Okay. So you can, you know, zoom right through it. Um, so I caught a movie the other day in the theater. This is um a movie made by the people that brought us your name. It's called Shizumi. Su- Su- Suzumi. Um, uh, it's an anime. It's this um so funny enough, the only anime I've seen in the theater is Pokemon. And so <laughs> yeah. So and this is the first anime I've seen. Uh, subtitled in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, the movie's absolutely beautiful. And it's like, it was really cool to see it on the big screen. Uh, what we were talking about earlier, the music is just, the music is hitting. The music is so good. And I thought the story was really unique. Um, excuse me. Essentially, it's a road trip movie where the destined like along the way they're um closing these doorways to another dimension that are letting this creature out and mm-hmm. so they're just trying to you know not have the world you know be destroyed essentially mm-hmm. but it's really fun and like she meets uh the main character's a, a woman a young actually she's not a woman she's like 16 she's a girl and so it's like she's meeting people along the way and you know making friendships and stuff and it's like it's, it's, it's a, such a good movie like there are some i have some issues with the ending because like they brought some elements in that weren't explained earlier in the movie and as i was walking out of the theater with a friend of the show rachel she was and she felt like um it was essentially um a metaphor for uh trauma and i'm like okay i um I didn't realize I had to, you know, get my film analysis at with me to the theater, but I guess I should always have that on me since I am a critic, but, you know, right. Um, but I do agree, like thinking about what I saw, but it's quite good. I'd highly recommend it. If you can watch it in the theater, watch it in the theater. It is so nice seeing it on the big screen. Great sound, sound that I can feel. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Okay. Um, that's 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 one of my questions is it sad moments in it yes i will say that your name had me on the verge of tears this movie did not but it did have moments that were that was the intention Mm. it just didn't hit me like your name i'm glad you embrace in this anime culture i appreciate it I'm trying to be more open-minded, just like you will be more open-minded about different types of films going forward as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm saying a good tearjerker. You got to watch I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. 
I'm telling you, if you honestly, if you do not cry watching this, I don't even know what to say to you. Because <laughs> if like your your heart is made out of stone, I'm not even one. Now. Yes, that's what that's what you are. If you do not cry during that, then I don't know what to tell you. Then you just you too hard for me then. <laughs> uh, Ken, are are you an anime guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen some stuff here and there, but no, not particularly. Not, but I'm not just a big fan of animated, though. I mean, I saw Invincible, and that was pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys have watched Invincible on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should get into anime, you know, just because I liked Invincible. I thought that, but no, not really. Not a big anime guy. Not it, man. I, I mean, I feel the same way. It's like I'm more open to a movie than a TV show because, like, anime TV shows, they're like 150 episodes, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, yeah, it's too long. Are long. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my last thing. I'm sorry. You gonna say that? No, go on. Do not. My last. Me. No, you can. We <laughs> told you. You're good. You're good. Uh, my last thing. I just want to touch on real quick. I just bought a soda stream. Any? You guys know what that is? I yeah, make so, so soda at home, right? Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it, car- it carbonates water. Uh, I was at Aldi last week, and so two weeks ago they they were selling it at Aldi for forty four dollars. Last week it was on on, on discounted price for thirty two dollars, thirty three dollars. Sorry, and then uh, this past Wednesday it was down to twenty two. So I was like, let me grab this before you know they 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 leave the shelves. So mm-hmm. I got it, and um, I went to the Target. And I bought, um, they have like the different syrups you can put in it. So I bought like the Pepsi syrup and Diet Pete because they didn't have Dr. Diet, because they didn't have, sorry, Dr. Pete because they didn't have Dr. Pepper. <laughs> mm. And um, that, man, that Pepsi tastes like Pepsi, Pepsi. So I was mm. like, yes. But the Dr. Pete tasted like that man went to an unaccredited medical school. <laughs> Hey man, everybody can't get their higher education like Dr. Pepper does. <laughs> but um, overall, it's cool. Like I've been drinking soda since Wednesday, and my stomach hurts because I don't normally drink a lot of soda. Like I like at most, I drink like maybe I I, I don't drink more than one soda in a day. But I just oh, I drink gulping that stuff down. I probably drink six or seven sodas every day at least. It's <laughs> crazy how much soda I go through. Your stomach hey. acid is actually sponsored by um, <laughs> um, um <laughs> jokes run. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to get your money's worth. All right. You you yeah. bought that. You got to make sure it works. But uh, I went to a Walmart yesterday and I bought um, so they have like um, strawberry crush. Like, you know, the, 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 the little packets that you put in water. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it turns it like like kind of like crystal light. Uh, but it's strawberry crust. I cr- uh, crush about that yesterday. Yes, yes, that's viable. And I also bought some lemon. Oh, it's pretty good. Try. So yeah, you I'm put it in a water bottle. Shake but it yeah, up. but just just think about mm-hmm. it being like carbonated though. It tastes like soda. Well, it is soda, but you know what I mean. I wouldn't right. mind. I mean, anything to save myself money. I am incredibly cheap, so I mean, I'm proud of it. It, it's, it saves you money, but it doesn't. Because it's like, do you really want to carbonate that water? Because you got to buy those cartridges, you know, those tubes yeah. of carbonation. How long does it's, it take? 
what to pay? To like do it, make it or whatever. It's, no, it's like almost it's like it's basically like, you know, when you put your cup on a fountain and you know it comes down, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's so basically it's that like you got the water and you push the water and in front of you it'll go. Mm-hmm. You just let it go as long as as carbonated as you want. Got you. Okay. Yeah. But all right. Um, my tummy hurts, but hey, I gotta get my money's worth, like you guys said. Um, so let's round this. When you gonna learn? I say, what are you gonna learn to stop drinking this weird stuff, man? Energy drinks, the soda stuff. You stick with water. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. I almost died last week. Yeah. See. <laughs> now you better caffeine. add this other I, crazy. You better add this other crazy stuff to it now. Hey man, I learned my lesson because like when I went to work the other day, I only drank coffee. Like I, I left the energy drink at home. So you know. I can't stand coffee. I haven't had coffee in 10 years at least. You gotta just, wow. you know, spice but it I drink up six with or seven a, a day. So right with a crap ton of, <laughs> of sugar, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that takes us to this week's review of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We're about to complete a great quest. The Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. Oh, rats. This is it. Look, the shield is the second mark. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. In 1938, after his father goes missing while pursuing the Holy Grail, Indiana Jones finds himself up against the Nazis again to stop them from obtaining his powers. So um, before we get into it, get into it. um, Ken, what is your relationship to this series of films? You mean like how do I feel about it or no? What's your relationship to Indiana Jones? Like, you know, uh, when did you first see it? Do you, oh, you know, I hear as you. a whole. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I think they're great movies. Uh when did I first see it? I mean, honestly, I couldn't remember. I just remember growing up watching all of them, especially The Last Crusade. I mean, and this is probably it's probably my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Okay. So I mean, in, in my personal opinion. Um I I wish I could tell you. You know, I don't even remember when I saw those movies for the first time, like if I saw them when they first came out or if it was a little bit later on in my childhood. But it's hard to, as with any Steven Spielberg movie, you know, I mean, when you watch them as a kid, you love them. Steven Spielberg makes great films that when you Mm -hmm. watch them as a kid, you love them. I mean, E.T., these movies. So I guess my relationship with them is just the same as it would be for anyone who saw them when they were growing up, which is that they're awesome. Okay. Um, so for me personally, they were always in the purview. Like I can't, I've never actually watched them straight through until like they came out with a DVD box set, like in the mid two thousands. And so mm-hmm. I remember I bought that I was still in high school and like, I was not feeling well, um, that Monday. So I, I just binged them. Um, and I really enjoyed them. Um, I found that as we revisit these with 2023 eyes, I have not really liked 
just speaking for the first two, like them as much as I remembered them. Um, so that's been kind of disappointing because I've been hyped up for this fifth one. But like the first one, I'm like, mm, we got some problematic stuff in this one. And that second one, I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? But well, um, they were made in a different time, you know. Uh, I know it was a different special time, especially yes. Temple of Doom, as you said. So yeah, that movie's just filled with yeah stereotypes and yeah yeah stuff. So all that being said, you have seen um, Last Crusade with fresh eyes. What do you think about it as your 2023 self? I still think it's, I mean, a great film. Um, the thing with movies like that is I've seen it so many times that it, it you would think it would get boring, but having watched it today for the first time in like a year, no, it's still a great movie. Probably, like I said, it's my favorite in the series, just everything that happens in it, the whole fact that they're going after the Holy Grail, and which is much more interesting topic than I felt with Temple of Doom. Because Temple of Doom is a good movie, don't get me wrong, but it... Yeah, it definitely wasn't the last crusade. So um, I like Sean Connery. Who doesn't like Sean Connery in a film, right? I mean, he is the original James Bond. Yeah. And uh, River Phoenix, you know, it's too bad about what happened with that with him. That would, yes, he would have had a great yeah. career. But yeah, <clears throat> didn't I, I? In fact, I don't know if I, <clears throat> this is correct, but I read they were going to do like a young Indiana Jones spinoff or something that they never. They, they did a TV show. Did they? Yeah, it I was in the that. early 90s. Yeah, um, Harrison Ford guest starred on like one episode because it's the 90s. Harrison Ford's not doing TV in the 90s. But, you know, it's, well, it was it was Lucas's baby. So he coerced him to do an episode. But like, if you count, if you add the screen time, up, it was maybe five minutes in like mm-hmm. a 40 minute TV <laughs> show, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember that at all. You know, interesting fact about those movies. Did you know that that role of Indiana Jones was originally offered to Sam Neill, but he turned it down and then like kind of as a, well, sorry that you turned this down. Here's Jurassic Park. And that's how he got the role I mean, in Jurassic Park. But that was like oh, really? 10 years later, though. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know I mean, that. Imagine being the um, one who turned down. I read that somewhere. You know, to be fair, I read it on the Internet. You can't trust anything on the Internet. So. <laughs> You know, who knows maybe you should look it up first but i swear <laughs> i read that somewhere no no that's accurate they also wanted um what was magnum pi's real name tom seller uh, doesn't matter he's magnum pi <laughs> yeah tom tom Selleck. they you know he was on the hook too yeah I but didn't know that. magnum but he had obligations to magnum so he really couldn't get away i don't think i've ever seen a single episode of magnum pi same yeah. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this movie? Um, I did not like it. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Um, it was not good. Or no, wait, that's not the right word either. Um, it was okay. So I watched this movie and I was bored with it, and I was like, "Yeah, this ain't it." So then when I got done, really? I was reading. I was reading the reviews, and they and they're like the reviews were like, "Oh, this is so good," and everything. Like, did I miss something? So I watched this on Friday originally. So I was like, hold on. So the Saturday night, I was like, let me go rewatch this. Close the curtains, put my phone down. I'm about to give my uninvited attention. 
So I was like, let me redo this. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was crazy. So I rewatched this. And no, I still feel the same. I was like, I, I like Temple of Doom better than this one. I feel like Temple of Doom had a better mixture of action with the comedy. And of course, I know the problematic stuff. So I know what they were going for. So, but I feel like that was more interesting and more entertaining than what this was. And honestly, because I read the reviews and the things that people praised about this movie was the father-son relationship with Harrison Ford and everything. I didn't like the relationship that they had with his father. And I felt like that not stalled the movie. I felt like that dragged the movie a bit to where I like Sean Connery and things. I felt he dragged this movie down to where, like, really? honestly, honestly, get rid of him, replace, they kidnapped my father where they kept they they kidnapped my secretary they and we they, got they, the, they kidnapped Marcus. <laughs> Right, they kidnapped Marcus, and we still He's not their secretary. The well, I'm just saying, but yeah, like we could we could have replaced that, and it w- we would have got to the same scenario of things. I like I like he. When I say he dragged down the movie so much into this, to where it's like, oh, Temple of Doom, all the characters played off of Harrison Ford, and it was kind of like a back and forth thing. To where like every time that. Um, Harrison Ford did something. It was kind of like Sean Connery, his father would like not play into it. Like he's doing all this badass stuff on the motorcycle as they're being chased. And he's like doing things and he grabs some flagpole, which is not realistic, but whatever. We play the rules <laughs> and jo- jousted the guy or whatever. Some cool epic stuff. He looks back at his father. His father's like checking his pocket watch. And it was like, I didn't under like, I guess that's funny to people, but to me, like, I hated that. Like the whole <laughs> thing about they're in the, the tank. Like, I, like to me, he dragged this movie down. Now, I would put this above Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, would I put this above Raiders of the Lost Ark? I thought that was the worst one out of all of them. Raiders of the See, I don't know. I have to think about it for a second, but honestly, I, well, I really did board, not. Right? I really did not, yeah. and I enjoyed Tibble of Doom a hell of a lot more than I like this movie. It just, it, this, yeah. It seems like they played on the same tropes as oh. Tibble of Doom, as far as the snakes and then the rats on this one, and like, it, it felt like they just repurposed like oh the him and this woman on this one oh he has to take her through this and this and this uh and we got to go through this let's take all of that and just repurpose it now and throw in some nazi stuff it was just like now realize i'm saying this as somebody who's never seen these originals when they came out all of this is Mm -hmm. new to me so i don't have that nostalgic and when i watched as a kid type of thing but it's just i did not like it was okay. I'm saying it's okay. If we was on Letterbox, I think I put this as a three, maybe a two and a half. I don't remember what I put this on. It was just okay where Temple of Doom was so much better than this. And now before I keep going, <laughs> I watched it the first time and I was like, 
Let me do my undivided take a second time. Like, second time, let me take some notes on this stuff. All right, then. The beginning scenes, well, not the beginning scenes, uh, well, not when he was a kid, when he first becomes adult Indiana Jones and we have the boat scene or whatever, it blows up. And he's in the water, he grabs, he grabs a raft. I'm assuming they're in the middle of the ocean, right? How did he get along? Maybe. And it was a lot How of- How did he survive? Of, yeah, I thought right, the same It was thing. a lot of stuff like that, too, where he, and there's another scene where he was just, a bad thing, and he just magically. All right, next scene, we're we're back in uh whatever, and when they were in the the church library, uh, and you know with the rats and everything, the bad guys light the fire, right? So if you're the bad guy, you don't know where these people at. This is a tomb. They're gonna be stuck in there, right? They light the fire. We're gonna assume they're dead. They escape through the sewer or whatever, and they come out. <laughs> How did the bad guys know that they escaped? So they was able to say, we lit them on fire. But wait a minute. Let me go run outside real quick. Make sure they didn't escape. Now, this is me nitpicky because I watched this movie twice. But it was just like stuff like that to where I was like, yeah, this ain't it. Now, but I'm about to wrap this shit show up with a bow. This like shit we talked show, earlier. Okay. The music is iconic as they rode off all the right. horses in the yeah. sunset. That was great. <laughs> but everything else, nah, it's 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 a cloud show. <laughs> um, I like this movie. Um, uh, this is the my favorite of the three in our rewatch. Um previously my favorites were the order that they came out in, one, two, three. But now like I, I was feeling this. Um if I were to rank the three, I would say maybe three, one, two, just because it's like I I can get past the problematic stuff in the first one is while very bad was not as bad as the problematic stuff in the second one for me to fuck my enjoyment up with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was fun, like seeing a young Indiana Jones. I didn't like that. Basically, they did what I personally hate in every prequel, where they just get the clipboard out and they're like, okay, here are the things that um, this main character is iconic for. We're going to explain it. Check, 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 check. I didn't care for that. But I just thought it was a fun adventure. The comedy was hidden for me. Like, I like the chemistry between um, Harrison Ford and um, Sean Connery. Um, I like that Marcus got to do a little bit. I didn't like that Sala really didn't do much in the movie. Um, I liked that the female love interest really wasn't the love interest throughout the whole movie. I, I like how like we did this and it's like, all right, and we're done with that. Moving on. Um, it felt breezy. I, 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 I didn't like that interaction at all. His whole interaction with her. And, yeah, oh, she was a good character. Indiana or the dad? No, the, the woman. What, the what movie did we do last week? Um, that's a good question. Um, what the hell did we? Um, who was that match? Was that match? Was it Tetris? Te- uh, yes, yes, Tetris. He gets uh, Tetris. He gets there. He meets the Russian person and the translator. Turns out to be part of the bad guy, right? To the bad mm-hmm. guy, and then 
blah, blah, blah. Oh, we're just working together. Then it turns out good. Basically the same thing here. Oh, good. And then, no, she's really working for the, for, for, for the Nazis. But then, oh, no way. She really was just doing this. To It was like, I didn't like that. Also, the problematic about uh, Harrison Ford yelling at her, then we're going to just automatically, you know, kiss her and everything. Like, yeah. it was just, yes. Fair enough. Do you recognize that woman, Matt? I do not. She I didn't. was the she was the British evil lady in RRR. The Queen? Yeah. Oh wow. Always playing for the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> Always playing against the wrong team. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. Um, um before we one more thing is. Uh, River Phoenix. I've heard okay. of that name before, but do then you know once up, brother. Okay, yeah. I do not. But I watched. I watched this, and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker, damn good." So then I did research on him. But I was like, "Oh, he died." That's. I was like, I remember hearing something about this. So I was like, "What movies was he in?" And then the only one I recognized was Stand by Me. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. But oh, you like, definitely like, watch it. Okay, like Ken said earlier, like. He would have been a star, I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so like his, he's, his, he was good. They could have been the Baldwins, you know, like him and so his brother. His, so his, you don't know who is. Yeah, you don't know. His, well, his now I know. Now, now, yeah. yeah, I just thought about. Yeah. I just put the pieces together. I was like, oh, okay, that's his brother. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, exactly. Then, yeah, they would have been stars. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure River would have been in a in a Marvel movie by now. <laughs> All right. Right, you well, talked about tropes earlier. Movie at this time, at this Me? point, I, I'm waiting for my time to be in something. <laughs> You'll get your chance oh. if they keep expanding into new medias. I mean, you I know, if so. there's Marvel TV shows now, maybe there'll be Marvel podcasts. You know, you'll see, be... the, and that, that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking Ooh. for my, my small part to where, like, instead of like, uh, you know, Spider Man has Jameson, maybe one of these new characters will have we this podcast or the was talk about. He's a menace and things like that. That could be us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say was since you guys enjoyed the movie, did you like the trope of quote unquote how he got his hat and how did he gain his whip and things like that? Do you no. guys like that? I I hate that in prequels. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, this is a prequel? It depends the, on what they're answering. The, the the intro. Yeah, the intro. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea the Temple of Doom was a prequel. Like, for years, I didn't know that. So, do you guys know that? The Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. I did not know that, but now I'm looking at, I'm looking up, yeah, because Temple of Doom or Raiders of the Lost Ark happened in 1936, where Temple of Doom happened in 1935. Oh, yeah, I, just, I didn't know that yeah, for a I, while, but it makes sense, oh. you know, because they're not they don't mention the Zom or the Nazis or anything else that happened in the first one. But mm-hmm. uh you know, I completely forgot what I was originally what was the prequels? You asked a question prequels check, check with the, the whip. boxes of pre- oh the, yeah the whip I, and the hat. You know, it depends on what they show. I mean okay, I didn't mind seeing all you know, seeing the fact like how he got his hat and stuff, but I mean Sometimes they get too specific. Like, did we need to know like the midi chlorians 
you know, or what caused the force, for example. I mean, it depends on what they focus on, you know, or if they don't, and especially if they don't put a lot of time into it. I mean, it was a throwaway moment. Hey, look, this is how he got, he, this is how he got his hat. Let's just move on. I didn't mind it. But at it was all. like, here's how he got the scar on his chin. Here's how he I, got. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I did like that, though. The scar part. I oh, did okay. like that. Or but the whip snake. of the hat thing. I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how he got his fear of snakes. <laughs> yeah. Here's how he here's how here's how he got his whole look. Right. Yeah. I thought that guy was gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was gonna come back and I thought he was gonna come back and be the bad guy, was the one who gave him all that stuff. So where you have to like fight your mentor type of thing, but no, that wasn't it. What do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes was on this movie? Uh, probably probably something high. Um, ninety. Can throw a number at me. Uh, eighty-six. No, wait. Can 80%? I say one? It's just closest to. It's just like prices. No, this is not prices, right? Uh, so it's eighty percent with a ninety-four percent audience score. Hmm, not bad. Okay. So yeah. I was closer, right? So I <laughs> you overshot it, Ken. <laughs> All right. So uh, trivia time. Due to his commitments to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Steven Spielberg had to drop out of directing Rain Man and also A, Big, B, James Bond, License to Kill, C, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or D, Die Hard. I'm going to go with C because that sounds like a movie he would make. Like, I, I don't feel like James Bond would it be a movie that Steven Spielberg would, you know, want to attach his name to because it's a series and he doesn't just jump in at the end. So I'm going with C. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, I'm leaning towards either Big or Die Hard, but I will go with Big. All right. So I do want to comment on the James Bond thing real quick. Um, Steven Spielberg wanted to direct James Bond because it's not like you're tied to the series. You just do mm-hmm. a movie and you get the fuck out. But at the time, up until this very last James Bond movie, the hard line was we do not allow anyone that's not British to direct these movies. So he was like, okay, mm. that's this is part that's part of the reason why he did Indiana Jones. Like a globe trotting, somewhat playboy. Hmm. Makes sense. So if he would have done James Bond, then he wouldn't have done Indiana Jones. Strong possibility he wouldn't have. Like with Star Wars, George Lucas wanted to uh, do a Flash Garden movie, but he couldn't get the rights. So he did his own thing. Yeah. Star Wars is much better than the Flash Gordon movie anyway. Though don't not the Flash Gordon movie because that was awesome. No, it's a it's a fun time, but yeah. Yeah. Um, to answer the question, Matt is right. He was in the running to direct Big. Two reasons why. First reason, his sister wrote it. Second reason, his production company produced it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a great movie. Never seen it. Really? That's pretty funny. Wait, wait. Big is the one with Tom Hanks, right? In the in the keyboard yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh-huh. it. And if Harrison, if and if 
uh, Spielberg would have directed it, Harrison Ford would have been one of his names that he was looking at. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I can't say if, if Harrison Ford would have done it. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, maybe down the road we'll review big. I feel like we should do that. So I just want to kind of play around with box office at the time. So Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was the number two movie of um, 1989. It made $197 million in 1989. Uh, Other movies, Batman was the number one movie of 89. And Lethal Weapon 2 was the number three movie. Rain Man was the number four movie. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was the number five movie. Hmm. I haven't seen Rain wow, Man, but the rest movies. the rest seems like yeah. yeah. Rain Man came. Uh, Rain Man is a good movie. Yeah, it is very good. Yeah. One of Tom Cruise's well, few very good movies. Not a big time. Real Cruise quick, fan. have you guys seen a uh, Country for Old Man? No Country for yes. Old Man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you like it? Oh yeah, yeah it was great. It's great a, it was time. like on Netflix. It was like yeah, watch this before April thirtieth, or you're not going to see it anymore. I watched you it last watch night. It. Okay. I did. Oh man. You didn't like you it? didn't like it at all. Uh, what's I mean, his name? It, Javier it was okay. Or another's performance like, was awesome. That's what everybody kept saying, and like how menacing he was. And it was like mm-hmm. I watched that. I was like, <laughs> how he carried around. Fair how he carried around that that little air thingy to, to kill people. Like I I just didn't. The the main guy I don't know his name. You know what I'm uh, talking about, jo- right? Thanos, Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah. I like he his acting was a lot better. Uh, then the bad guy, sugar, not sugar, but uh, Anton something like sugar. You're right, Anton yeah. Sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. But yeah, uh, I wasn't gonna talk about that, but I was like, I was like, I'm already gonna shit on one movie. I don't want to shit on two movies <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> Should read the book. Right. The book's very good. Anything by Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, okay, no, I, I believe that. Yeah, books are always always better than the movie. Yeah. All right, we're going to run through this trivia dunk and dump, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, excuse me. Um, as with the other Indiana Jones movies, Harrison Ford did many of his own stunts. According to stuntman Vic Armstrong, he had to pull Ford to one side and ask him to let him do some work because Ford was doing so much <laughs> of the action himself. <laughs> Armstrong later said if he wasn't such a great actor, he would have made a really good stuntman. Most of the uniform. I know, oh no, say I noticed that when they were doing a tank scene, he kept pushing his head down on the little treads, and I was kept thinking he getting close to those treads or whatever like that as a tank going. I was like, if you could tell his Harrison Ford, I just kept, right. just kept getting closer and closer <laughs> to it. I am so surprised that the insurance people weren't like, "Stop it! We can't <laughs> right. afford to replace Harrison Ford." <laughs> Um, most of the uniforms worn by the Nazis in the Berlin book, Berlin book burning scene are authentic World War II uniforms, not replicas. A cache of Why? old uniforms, a cache of old uniforms was found in Germany and obtained by the costume designer because it's cheaper <laughs> to buy that stuff. I mean, it's not like you're gonna pay premiums for Nazi stuff in Germany, like right? The country, you probably, got that on, you already probably got that on discount. Here, right. yes, take oh. it from us, please. Unlike this country, they're ashamed of their past. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 2,000 rats were bred for the production. Breathing them specifically was necessary. 
as ordinary rats would have been written with disease. But um, my last bit is uh, when Professor Henry Jones Sr. scares the seagulls to fly up to stop the plane, they are in fact pigeons and not seagulls, as seagulls cannot be trained. Looking closely, one can also see that there are numerous cutouts of seagulls in the sand, which do not move as the others do. Mm, Interesting. Didn't notice that. Thank you so much, Ken, for coming on. And it was a good show. I mean, we're at almost two hours now. When oh, wow. This post, I haven't even paid no attention. When so. this posts, it will not be close to two hours. Okay, I see. Because I'm boring <laughs> as shit. I got gotcha. you. Yes, you know. yes, we hate you so much, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, man. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? No. No, not really. Uh-huh. I mean... uh Go see Evil Dead Rise. It was a great fucking movie. Um, let's see. Um, Last of Us. If you haven't watched that, go watch that because that's an awesome TV show. And um, yeah, that's it. You know, Yellow Jackets. Watch Yellow yes. Jackets. Yes, My yes, God, yes, 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 yes. It's awesome. So Love yeah. Love that show so much. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast in your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we use the talk pod at gmail.com, like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok while it's still legal in the US at we used to talk pod. Follow me at le- on letterbox at BOW1213 and Matt at Mr. King0257. Are you on letterbox, Ken? No, no, I'm not. That's fair enough. Um, come back next week when we discuss the Anna de Armas, Chris Evans action rom-com Ghosted. And I feel like you guys might get a kick out of our guests. Maybe. It's, it's going to be a wild show. It's not me. Hint. <laughs> <laughs> and like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. Whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.